Yo, 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 welcome back to the Further Your Lifestyle podcast, conversations on lifestyle, passions, and hustles. My name's Chris Fellong. I am your host, and I'm super excited to be back here having the conversation with you. Episode 89 today, and we're going to dive straight into it. Today, we are talking about how consistency enables you to change your life. Now, there is a lot of cliche in this, a lot of generalization, and I get told quite a lot of times that it's all very fluffy, but the reality is you can't get something if you do nothing. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to be sharing a bit of my own journey, but I want to kick off with this quote from Alex Homozi: winners commit to the actions, losers wish for outcomes. And this is the reality. When you commit to an action, you will get a result. When you think about and wish about and want things, but if you do nothing, you'll just get an outcome that never occurs. Meaning you can wish about an outcome, but unless you take action, you are not going to be a winner. This is the reality. So you can either do the action, take the action and move towards progress, or you can think about the outcomes, the possibilities and the dream and watch them stay far off in the distance. Two years ago, I started a conversation with my boss. Um, At the time, I was with a Fortune 500 company and... I had the conversation saying that I'm done. I was ready to move on. I was sick and tired of everything that was going on. And at the time, it was during the peak of COVID. So I was definitely mentally exhausted. And I do want to say, frankly, that there was nothing wrong with where I was working. I was so grateful for where I was. I'm so grateful for that opportunity and grateful to be able to, you know, connect and meet with so many wonderful people, but also gain such amazing experience. That's been able to enable me to do what I do today. But it wasn't the fact that I was necessarily done with work or the company as such, all the people, all that six figure salary, it was, it was quite lucrative to be honest. It was more that I was done with the whole idea of knowing that the longer I am delaying myself in getting what I really want, the longer it's going to take me to actually get what I want. And what I actually wanted, and some of you would have heard this before, is I wanted to be able to work for myself. I've always wanted to work for myself. I've always wanted to have a business of my own. I didn't know what that necessarily meant. I've wanted to have that since I was 18. And I also, in the later years, I started to develop what I really wanted, which was to create a podcast and also to create a whole new business around helping people you know, pursue their passions and share my vision and my own mission of wanting to inspire, to be innovative and to promote success through all that I do and to the people around me. And I wrote this motto and that's why I'm reading it out to you. And I've always wanted to Um, spread happiness and express life through all my actions. But also I wanted to plan to create an opportunity for others through my own visions, through my own dreams, and inspire those around me to aspire further in their own lives. Now, I've spoken about this numerous times, but if you're hearing this for the first time, this episode is for you, for, for the person who wants to do something that they've always wanted to do, to actually take control of where they want to be. And you can have ideas, you can have dreams, you can have ambitions, which I've had, right? And you have them too, but without progress towards them, they will just not pop up out of nowhere. You need to do something about them. That is the reality of it. Jeepers, I cannot get that clear enough, but I digress. So I knew I wanted the idea of these things at the least, but I didn't know what they would look like and I wasn't sure how I was going to get there. But I did know this for sure. I knew this one thing that nothing will happen if I do not take tangible and intentional steps in making that more of a reality. So 
to backtrack a little bit, I had been always in my mind knowing that I was working for this company, that in the long run, I wanted to work for myself. I was expecting that I was going to work there for 10 years, you know, get a nice little, you know, salary and earn up heaps. And, you know, by the time I was 30, have a million dollars in cash. This is a false world reality if I wasn't doing anything and then be able to, you know, quit and then just go work on whatever it is that I wanted to work on and figure it out as I go. But I, I had a lot of conviction in building my own career, knowing that as I'm building this career, I'm also building it for someone else. I'm building someone else's dream. I'm making someone else's dream a reality, even if it is a company of over 600,000 people. And that's when I started to know that I wanted to start working towards whatever it is that I was doing. And I did a lot of trial and errors. And I've spoken in a lot of different episodes about all the different businesses and all the different things that I've done up to date. But I, I basically got to the point and realized, no, 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 I need to take massive action. So after a few months of handover, I then started the journey of a leave of absence. I didn't quit. I didn't jump off a cliff like that very quickly. I, you know, assessed what my options were. I understood what my options were. And it meant that I could take actually a career break of up to two years. I also knew that I had the option to use some leave. I had some long service leave at the time as well. And I also understood that majority of this, if I go on this ambition, if I go and take two years leave of, you know, a career break or a leave of absence, that majority of that would mean that I'm not getting any money. I wouldn't be getting paid. It would be a calculated risk. And I calculated the worst case scenarios. I understood what could happen and knew to avoid the worst case, but I knew that it could happen, right? So I wanted to avoid the worst case, but I knew it could happen if I didn't do any work. So I had to try and figure out a way to move forward regardless, even if it meant that it didn't work out. And that's that's really the conviction that I had because it meant that I was wanting this. I was willing to risk this. I was willing to do this. So when you get to that point, you start to then realize how much you want things. So if we skip ahead almost two years from January, 2021, the today's date is actually of me filming this, recording this is 18th of November, 2022. Um, it was only a week ago, legitimately only a week ago, um, that I had a call with HR early in November and basically we're discussing my <laughs> my leave of absence situation and if I was going to be coming back and that was going to be coming to the end of December. And essentially I had the conversation and the short of it was, no, I'm not coming back. So I put in my resignation and only three days ago, I officially resigned and did my last day, basically putting in paperwork and things like that, handing back assets and I'm now treading my own path. So what happened in between? How did I execute this and how did I make this happen? There was a long period of time in doing so. And I want to make sure you have my understanding and how you can leverage that for your own understanding, but also what you have to leverage as well, because what I did won't exactly be the same for you. We all have different circumstances. So I want to be very clear. My actions will not determine your success, but I can share with you my secrets, my insights, my tips, and I guess the different things that worked for me and how I went about doing it. So it really comes down to a few different things. A lot of it starts with this. Understand what you want. Then you need to understand with conviction by checking yourself if you are doing things which get you closer to where you want. So if you understand what you want, then you can do the reality check of understanding, are you doing something today that is getting you closer to where you want to be? And then you have this gap, right? What is the gap? What is X that you need to be solving for? What is it that you need to be doing to get to where you want to be? Understand really what it's going to take to solve that X. Like really, really understand it. Now to give you some better understanding of this, for me, this is what it meant. It meant if I kept working 
on my long-term plans to go start my own business, to work for myself, but I was only going to be spending one hour a week, you know, on a weekend. It was going to take me like 40 years, you know, to get to where I wanted to where I wanted to be. I knew with my current working mentality, I was working some very, very long hours. Uh, My own choice, my own choice as well. Um, I was doing up to 60 hours a week, 50 hours a week, and I was doing it for someone else. And I didn't have the mental capacity at the end of this to make my own dream a reality. You know, come the weekend, I just, I was zonked. I was, you know, dead to the world. And I was motivated to do it, but I wasn't at the same time. And I wasn't able to hustle through that. And I knew that I had to trade my paid time for time to work on building something. Otherwise, nothing would ever happen. So I asked myself this, what would happen if I spent the same time working for myself, spending it all focused on my own dreams, my own passions, my own goals, and my own ambitions? What would happen? And once you really understand that, like I've shared above, then you can build a plan. Now, I'm a long-term thinker. I, I've always been a long-term thinker. I understand that you cannot go from, you know, 99 to 100 by simply skipping one, two, three. You have to go through the whole sequence, right? You can you can learn some tricks along the way that helps you count quicker, but essentially you need to go through the full count. And I had the full mentality that if I want what I want, it may mean sacrifices. It may mean taking no pay. It may mean not having the comfort and securities of what I had for the last previous seven years before that. It may mean that I would have to sacrifice other things, whether it's friendships, relationships, you know, um, not being able to focus on doing other things. I wouldn't have necessarily a lot more money to play with. It meant that I might not get what I want for a while. And I was happy with that. I, I went through that process and understood what are the pros and what are the cons? What are the things that I'm sacrificing, but what are the things that I'm chasing? And I'm going to take you through my plan. This is what my plan was. I calculated and understood how much money I had in savings to know that if I did not earn any dollars, how long can I withstand it? Not even thinking about my career break, but my career break plus plus some, right? Knowing that if I could go from my career break, my long my my leave of absence and build something, I'm still not going to replace that income straight away. Worst case, I'm definitely not going to replace that income. So I needed to have a clear understanding of how long will it take for me to dry up my savings. And that was very clear. I had set that expectation and I knew what it was going to be. But I also meant that you know, I want to try and avoid spending my savings. I want to try and make some money. So my first focus was getting cash flow and getting dollars coming in. How can I get some dollars coming in? I knew it wouldn't replace the six-figure salary for a long time, but that was okay. I was happy with it. I knew how much I could survive off. I knew how much I had to keep me as a buffer. And I then also set the expectation that let's commit to this for at least six months, and then I can checkpoint with my leave of absence and see what's happening, see where I'm going. So from the above three points, clearly I had weighed up the costs, the potential risks, and the wins and losses. Very high level, but that's what I had weighed up, and I knew what I was getting into. I also had a plan B, and I also had a plan C. I could go back to working. Worst case, if I can't go back there working, I can always get a job somewhere else. It's not going to be the end of the world. And I knew that and I was happy with that. All right, so we're going to we're going to backtrack a little bit. So after having the conversation with my boss and I finalized that I was I was finishing up. I was going to be leaving in December. We finalized this basically in September, meaning I had about, you know, 3 or 4 months basically where I was going to have some ability to do some things. I knew I had 3 months till I'd finish and so it'd be September, October, November and half of December, but you know, a lot of that becomes holidays and Christmas period anyway. So what did I do here? And this is this is where it's key. This was the next part of my plan or a deeper click 
into, you know, how do I manage having no income, knowing that I'm going to be going into a new year with a leave of absence and not earning any money. So knowing that, fortunately, reselling would be my quickest win. I had known how to do reselling. I had done flipping, not reselling, flipping being buying things cheap and then selling them just, you know, here and there. But the idea of reselling was actually starting a business and making sure that was going to be my primary income. And it was my most easiest way to access money from my own understanding. This will be different for everyone. So what did I do? I spent the next three months, basically, you know, September, October, November, and a little bit of December doing this, binging content, learning the flow of eBay, getting into a routine, actually starting to sell stuff, building workflows, understanding what's what, who's who, who's who in the community, understanding the how-to and the no-to. Of course, this was only the tip of the iceberg. I was doing it in a very, very short term, but this meant come January 2021, when I was going to be doing this as my primary source of income, I was going to be ready to rumble. It meant I didn't have to start from scratch when I was at zero income. I'd already built up a little bit of a, you know, some dollars and I'd already done some testing and I already got some processes in play. I, I didn't have to worry about learning to flip when I was going to be starting from January 2021. Over the few months leading up to January 2021, I was able, as I said before, test the process, learn to flip. And I actually generated $350 in my first month, um, which I think was November, which was my full month of testing this out. $350 in revenue, it's not profit, but you know I was pretty happy with that. Now, by the time I landed in January to go full-time, I was doing $1,287. And then by May, I was averaging $3,000 a month. This is revenue, this is not profit. Then by May to December, I was averaging $5,200 a month. And then since then, all the way up until this point in time, November, I've been averaging around $6,500 per month in revenue. My profits margins um, gross are about 50% and then net works out to be about 37.5% profit margin. So what happened between now and then, or then and now? Now, as cliche as this sounds, this is coming back to the full premise of this entire episode. This is what it took. Consistency and action which meant I had to learn how to sell items. It meant I had to learn how to find more items. It meant I had to learn how to list items, learning how to photo items, learning how to pack items, learning how to track inventory, learning how to post items, learning how to manage cash flow better, learning how to deal with customers, learning how to do all this a little bit better every week, every day as I was progressing. Now, the quickest way for me to learn was one, to watch others and take their insight and knowledge and leverage it. And two is experience do it and do it again and adjust. You know, if you want to be failing forwards, if you're going to make mistakes, don't make them again. It's worth making a mistake if it means you're going to save yourself time in the long run. That is it. Those two things, watching others, getting insight, learning, and then taking it, putting it into experience and then rinse and repeat. Now, what made this a little bit easier was having expectations, having milestones of my own to compete or complete to. Meaning, one, I was sharing and documenting my journey. I was doing this on my YouTube. I was keeping myself accountable. I was sharing my numbers. I was keeping them open. I was knowing that this was going to be paying my bills. So I was motivated because if I didn't do the work, I didn't have any dollary dues <laughs> to, to pay my bills. But also the next thing that made this easy was building a routine. To make this easier, building a routine meant, you know, when will I source? When will I film? When will I list? When will I post? When will I do X, Y, Z to grow the business? And by doing so, I was then able to iterate with growth. So as you learn more, you apply more. As you make mistakes, you fix the root cause and then you don't make that mistake again. As you challenge yourself 
Understand the risk. Understand what are you about to challenge yourself with. What is your worst case scenario? As you need help, you ask for help. As you develop, you share. And as you rinse and repeat, it becomes seamless more so. Meaning it's not going to be easy necessarily. It just becomes easier. So this is the same approach that I've always taken, whether it's with this podcast, with running, with YouTube, and probably life in general. Maybe I understand that better now, you know, being 30, 31. But, and then, of course, now I've been applying it for the business. And it gets a little more focus as it is the primary driver for income at this point. Meaning I've been putting a lot more time into this business than my YouTube, my running and the podcast, because this is the thing that's going to be helping me be able to do all these other things and to have the lifestyle that I want. So let's jump ahead. One year in, things were going well. This is by the end of 2021. Uh, Things were going well. I did over $50,000 in revenue for my first year. Um, I had a handle of things. I understood things and I knew what this was going to take me to do. So what I did is I'd actually already done my check-in at six months and I said, no, I'm going to double down and I'm going to go all the way for the full two years because I knew that I could keep this going and I wanted to keep it going, but bigger and better because I did not want to have to go back. And here we are officially now, 100% on my own. As I said before, finalized my resignation, finished up at my job. There's no hard feelings. Like I am so grateful for that opportunity, but now I get to build my own empire. I get to tread my own path. I get to create what I want to create. And there's some really, really important things that I want to make sure you rehear at the end of this episode, which I'm going to go through right now to make sure that you consider, because I do not want people to come here, hear this and say, oh yeah, I'm going to do what Chris did. I'm just going to leave and go do all these things. That's not what I did. (laughs) I built a plan. You need to build a plan. You need to understand that to be where you want to be isn't going to necessarily happen in three months. It's not going to happen in six months. I'm two years in and I'm still going. I've got a, a roadmap. I've got a plan for the next seven years of where I want to be heading towards. That seven years continues to iterate in terms of what it looks like, how it's going to be developed, and I pivot it, but I have a plan. So these are the things you need to consider before going on and embarking on a journey of such as this. One, I had savings in the bank that would enable me to have four plus years living expenses. Now, I want to say that again. Worst case scenario, I knew that I could continue to survive, continue to live if I did not earn any income for four years each month, right? And I'd been working for seven years. So I had that I had that buffer. I had that emergency savings knowing that worst case, and sorry, it wasn't even emergency savings. It wasn't even emergency savings. It was actually my pure savings for a house, but I was willing to risk that for it. I had a share portfolio and I still do that I'd been building for seven years. And at the time, uh, at the time of me finishing uh, into my um, first year of leave of absence, it was sitting on around $290,000. So that was also in the back of my mind, worst case, I've got that. Number three was I have two rental properties. They were also generating income. Number four was I was living with my parents, right? Still living with my folks, meaning I didn't have kids. I didn't have additional dollars or costs or expenses or other life necessities. There's nothing wrong with that, but this was my circumstance. So you need to tailor this same process to your life experience or your life circumstance or your current lifestyle. I knew that I'd always wanted this since I was younger. Since my late teens, it just took me almost half my life to actually execute it, but it only took me two years to make it happen. And that is the kicker. This is the power of action and consistency. When you take action, when you apply consistency, you get results, right? These results might not be tomorrow. But as I said before, it took me 10 years to execute on this. And 
it's only now taken me two years to actually make it happen. That That is, <laughs> I'm just soaking that in. Just had a moment there. So it's, like, it's just crazy, right? And and what I would love to be able to do is now help other people do exactly that. So if you are interested in this, if you do want to level up, if you do want to change your life, reach out. I've got a number of different programs that I'm launching. Some I've got public, some are still a little bit private and they'll be you know, coming out <laughs> at full scale in 2023. But essentially, if you want something like this, I don't have the answers for you in terms of I can't do the work for you. What I do have for you is understandings, insight, experience, and tips and tricks of how it's worked for me, how I would, you know, plan your next couple of moves. How can I plan ahead? What is the roadmap? How do I execute? How do I build a plan? How do I stay consistent? How do I take steps? What is the first thing I need to do? I can help with that, right? I can't do the work for you, but I can help you start to take execution or start to take action and move forward to where you want to be. Look, this is a deep and personal episode, but I am motivated. I am pumped and I'm super excited because, you know, when you don't take action, you, you're you not motivated. You become depressed or you can become thinking, what am I doing? Or you become doubtful and you lose hope. But when you take action, when you gain momentum, when you see progress, things start to snowball and you get momentum like there is none other before. And now that I've been able to comfortably, peacefully, you know, leave my previous job, even though I wasn't there for the last two years, it just elevates me to this place where I'm like, I've got this and I'm confident that I've got this. Do I know what's going to happen in the next three months? No, but I have a plan of what I want to happen in the next three months. I have a plan that I know that I want to happen in the next one year. I have a plan and an understanding and a long-term idea of where I want to be in seven years. And that's the reality of it. So I really do appreciate being here. If you've got questions, comments, thoughts, anything in between, chuck them down in the comments if you are here on the YouTube experience. Otherwise, if you're on Spotify, if you're listening on um, Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening, get in contact. You can leave a review, say how much this podcast resonates with you or it doesn't. Let me know. You can hit me up on socials at Further Your Lifestyle. Uh, that's on Instagram. That's probably the best place to reach out, but all the details are in the show notes. Really do appreciate you being here. You have a wonderful day. Cheers. Now, if you didn't know, we do have the podcast merch, and this is with a key focus of enamel pins. Now, if you haven't checked these out, make sure you do, because the intent of these are really just to be a small token and a reminder for you to charge on, to push on, and to further your lifestyle, uh, whether it is a gift for someone else to encourage them or maybe to inspire them, or maybe it's a way to motivate yourself. Or you can simply just make a purchase to simply support the podcast, which would be greatly appreciated. We do also have some sweaters and some long tees. So make sure you check it out. Link in the description and in the show notes. Really do appreciate it. Cheers.